Wow. <laughs> How long have you had that handle? Uh, probably about three years. Three years. Three years. So you you had to hold somebody hostage or put a gun to somebody's head to get that. So I have at Paul. I also have at nerds. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so, excellent, man. That's yeah, great. I've, I've got guys on my team that have you know the one word, just their first name and stuff like that too. So. Really. Damn, you guys are good. We are the nerds. We are the nerds. Yeah, yeah. Great so, nerd stuff, man. So tell me your history. Before you got real uh, heavy with social media, where did you really start in the game of, you know, marketing yourself? Where, where did you start at? Were you a cab driver? Were you a professor? <laughs> uh, what were you? Yeah. I, I was, um, I was, I did everything. Man, I whatever I had to do, I was delivering phone books. I was uh, doing phone sales. I was uh, just whatever I could do to make money. And, wow. Uh, yeah, I got tired of the nine to five job. Man, I just had one of the, the tipping points was I was working for a guy that was, first of all, he was very, very wealthy. Um, you know, made a lot of money you know, the nice car, house on the beach, everything like that. But he was a jerk. I mean, he was just plain and simple. The guy was a jerk, nasty to work for, and nobody liked him, but he was very wealthy. And I remember one day he came in, he was yelling at people and just, and so I stood up, I was like, man, you know, nobody likes this attitude you give us. And, you know, and I just kind of felt how I, you know, expressed how I felt. And of course he said, oh, you talk to me like that again, you're gonna get fired. I was like, well, no, that's not gonna happen. I leave and <laughs> I quit and I left. Wow. And at, at that point I did have some background in like, back then it was just like building websites, um, SEO, you know, that type of stuff. And I just kind of did it as a side job, making a little bit of money here and there. But at that, at that point, I was kind of put in a position where I was like, man, I need to figure this out and make some money, some real money doing this. Got you. So what were some of your, I'll call it successful beginning hustles, like things that you, you made some quick home runs and you were like, damn. <laughs> yeah. So, so I remember that when I first started making money, um, I did SEO. SEO, search engine optimization, is very complex, always changing. And I thought I was going to do that and um, help with online reputation management. But it just, it was so, such an evolving thing. It was so new. The rules were always changing. It was difficult. So I remember a friend of mine told me, they said, you need to get on to uh, Facebook. And Facebook was very new back then. And I thought, you know, ah, that's, that's for, you know, playing games. It was, you know, Farmville and that type of stuff back then. And uh, if you've been around Facebook a while, you remember Farmville and all the little games you could play. Uh, but I, I, I gave in, I jumped on Facebook. And one of the first things that I noticed is that businesses occasionally had Facebook pages. And so I actually, I set up a Facebook page for our church. And I, uh, I don't know, a couple weeks later, someone came to church and I asked them, I'm like, oh, where'd you hear about us? And they're like, oh, we saw your Facebook page. And it was like a light bulb went on. I thought, are you kidding me? Like, these are real people. They came because they saw us on Facebook. And I realized that there was a business opportunity there. 
And so I started reaching out to local businesses and say, hey, I'll help manage your Facebook page. I'll help you set up a Facebook page. And it was back then it was like I made, I don't know, 20, 30 dollars a month helping businesses set up their Facebook page and manage it. That was it must have been a hard sell back then because they were like, yeah, yeah, what the hell is that? Yeah, it, it was. It was. It was. Um, you know, of course, I was like, "Hey, this is like the new advertising platform. You got to get here. You want to be in first and stuff." But I, I, um, I kind of learned something really quickly. Is I would find businesses that were already on Facebook, but didn't know how to use it. You know, because I figured that that was a whole lot easier than trying to teach someone they need to be on it. They were already on it, but they let's say they posted a month ago and haven't done anything since then. So it showed me one thing. They realized the importance of being there, but for some reason they didn't have the time or understand how to use it properly. So I started reaching out to those businesses and saying, "Hey, yeah, let me let me run your Facebook page. I'll take care of everything for you." And it was a, a lot easier to get clients that way. Excellent. Um so Tell me when, what was the, the thing where you, you, you locked in, you locked and loaded and you're like, this is it. Yeah. So, so it was a lot of businesses, they wanted to grow their Facebook page. You know, there became, when it first got started, nobody cared if you had a hundred followers or, you know, a million followers. It, it, it was just, you had a, a page, but there came a point where people wanted that social proof, that social validation, they wanted the numbers and people, Facebook, they implemented their ad platform. So when you would set up a Facebook page, you could click a little button and it would say, grow my Facebook page now. And it would just, you, you click it and it would auto generate an advertisement for you and people when they would scroll through Facebook it would suggest that you would follow this page well the thing about it it was it was auto generated it looked horrible and me being a tech guy I under started figuring out how to do things in the advanced uh, Facebook ad manager where I could create custom ads and I was playing around with it just kind of like a hobby. And I was able to grow pages really good. So what I would do is I would scroll through Facebook and I would see an ad and I would say, oh, that's one of those auto generated ads because it looked ugly. It looked, it, everything was done wrong. It would like, it would take some picture from your profile and put it on here. And then it would just say the name. It, so it was horrible. So I would see people running these ads so what that told me is they had money to spend, you know? So I would send them a message and I would say, you know, very, um, you know, start a conversation. I'd be like, hey, I see you running ads to grow your page. How's that going? I already know if they did one of those auto-generated ads, it wasn't going good. Right. And, but they thought it was, right. they're like, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm getting like 50 followers a day. I'm like, oh, fantastic. Like how much are you spending a day? They're like, oh, you know, $40, $50. So they were spending $40, $50 a day and spending, getting like, you know, a dollar a like. <laughs> and I was testing it. I was running things and I was able to get, you know, likes. I would get uh, 10 likes for a penny. Wow. 10 likes for a penny. And they were good targeted likes. So I would make a proposition with these business owners and I would say, hey, 
how about you let me do it? You pay me $20 a day, $40 a day. And instead of getting, you know, 40 likes, I will get you 500 likes. And of course they would be skeptical. Ah, you know, that's not possible and stuff. I'm like, yeah, it is. I said, let me do it for two days for free. And I'll get you 500 likes every day. That was $5 for me. So I would spend $10 and they would come back. They're like, this is amazing. Let's do it. And so of course I would get $40 a day from them. It would cost me 35, uh, it cost me $5, the $35 I would pocket. Wow. And so there I went from, you know, just posting on people's Facebook page, getting $30 a month to now I'm getting $30 a day. That's, that's $900 a month. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so that, that when I, when I locked in a couple of those uh, clients doing that, I would spend the day just scrolling through Facebook until I found one of those people running those auto generated ads and I would message him and it was like a man, at least half the people. And I would always like, let me do it for free a couple of days just to convince them. Once I did a couple of days, it was, it was over. Wow. That's great. So how was your business transition from when you started to what you're doing now? Mostly where is most of your business uh, core of your business at this point? Yeah. So what we do now is we um, work with a lot of entrepreneurs, um, business owners, and it's more advanced level of marketing over the years. One thing that you've learned is, uh, you know, you can, you don't get, clicks for a penny anymore it doesn't happen we used to back in the day we would get five or six clicks for a penny well it doesn't it doesn't it's you're like a dollar a click so what that did it did a couple things number one people that were just going for the quick money the quick cash they fell off pretty quickly and so i had some roller coaster rides where things that i were was doing you know one month the policies change, the rules change, the ads change, and you know that party's over. So I had to really step my game up into a, a higher level of marketing. So what we do now is we build funnels, we build systems, and um, we run ads for businesses and help them scale and generate profits. A lot of our clients are entrepreneurs that have digital courses, um, coaching programs, services like that. So that's kind of been something, it's not the only clients that we have, but that's something that uh, myself and our agency, our team is known for is working with a lot of the top entrepreneurs, helping them build their course and scale it out to um, the audiences. Gotcha. So uh, what would you say, uh, you don't have to give me their names, but some of your success stories of oh, what, man. What, what kind I of can, business? I can drop some names. Yeah. So I've. I've, I've had the privilege of working with some of the top entrepreneurs online, guys like Ty Lopez, Grant Cardone, Bob Proctor, Les Brown, Kevin Harrington, um, A-list celebrities, Fortune 500 companies, uh, some really cool people, some awesome people. It's, it's, it's amazing to think, you know, uh, a, dec- a decade ago, I was delivering phone books just to make money. And now I've, you know. Uh, again, worked with some of the top entrepreneurs, celebrities, and um, been out to Hollywood and sat at dinner with Kevin Hart and talked with his manager and done deals with, you know, celebrities and, and stuff. So, uh, so yeah, we've worked with some amazing people and helped them grow their brand, build out their courses, and um, literally helped them make tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars. Wow. 
And now how, I mean, that's very impressive. How did they, I mean, how did they find you other than, you know, like, how did they get to know, like, go to Paul, go to the nerds. It's the bow tie. It's the bow tie. It's like a magnet. You know, it's like they see the bow tie. They're like, I got to work with that guy. So, uh, yeah, here's, here's the simple thing is if you do good work, if you get results, the results will be your biggest marketing, um, you know, pull is results. When you get results, people, you don't have to go chase people. People come chasing you. So, you know, that's um, in, in an essence, that's what happened. Uh, you know, I was doing work for some local businesses and some, uh, you know, just the average people in hot spots like LA, California, where there are big businesses and, you know, well-known people. I was doing that in LA, but it was, you know, I was working for getting leads for insurance people, getting leads for realtors. And somehow it happened that one of these, you know, traditional businesses that I was doing stuff for, uh, they got talking to some celebrities. They got talking to, you know, you know how it is. They just, yeah, how's business going? And they're like, oh, fantastic. I'm working with some nerd over in Florida. And, you know, he's been doing an amazing job. And next thing I know, I've got celebrities calling me up. I've got, we did work for different movies. Uh, and, you know, wow. entrepreneurs and people like that just started calling me up. I'm like, well, I, I've never done that before. But it, once, once you know certain techniques of marketing how to build a good ad how to design a good funnel the skills and the techniques they translate into all businesses and all industries like i can look at a business and then i can say ah their website's horrible they're not going to make any money on that doesn't matter if it's an entrepreneur or if it is a clothing store i can look at what they're doing and say ah change this and this will improve things so you know the skills of marketing whether it's copywriting or you know building optimizing funnels or running ads that translates into all industries wow and now it seems like i mean you've almost mastered you know the funnel and and the whole picture of online marketing Mm -hmm. Um, now have you ever put together any kind of proprietary software or app or how do you streamline it yeah yeah so um of course our preferred platform for building funnels is click funnels shout out russell brunson uh so that's one of our preferred platforms for building funnels um within our team and with our company we do have certain integrations that allow us to kind of get really good details on how funnels are performing i'm like we've got proprietary software that Um, our team has made where I can see, okay, if a person comes in on January 1st and they buy me, buy from us a $7 product. Well, I can look at them on March uh, 15th and say, okay, um, on this day, they bought this, this, this. And I can see a person from the day that they enter our world all the way for the entire lifetime, how much revenue that one person has generated and i can say okay the revenue was generated from email it was generated from facebook it was generated from instagram it was generated from you know and i can so i can get very granular detail and that helps us see what's working what's not working and um the value of each one of our customers on a a lifetime journey so yeah we built different softwares and 
here, here's the thing that a lot of people kind of, uh, you know, if you're not careful, you'll let ego get in the way and think, oh yeah, I'm the best of the best, I'm the top of the top. But the facts of the matter are there are a lot of, of good marketers. There's a lot of people that know how to run Facebook ads, build funnels, there's great people. What differentiates the, um, the person that just knows a lot to the person that is more preferred and people want to work with them is number one, the experience that they have, you know, the people that they've worked with, the, the results that they've got. And for us, we we have spent, you know, in some of our top months, we're spending six and seven million dollars a month just in ads. There's some agencies that won't spend that much in 10 years. Right. So the amount of uh, ads that we are running gives us an abundance of experience that we know what's what's working and we've tested things. So that kind of differentiates us from the average marketer. Does that get scary? I mean, that's a when, you, when, when a client gives you a lot of dough like that. Does it well, does it put the pressure on? With like absolutely, absolutely. Like your balls got to feel like oh shit <laughs> if I screw this up. Like yeah. Well, he, here's here's the thing that. I always tell all my clients is we spend their money like it's our money. We're not we're not we're not going to spend if we're not getting results on spending a thousand dollars. We're not going to spend ten thousand dollars, you know. And if, if we're not getting results on ten thousand dollars, we're not going to scale it to a hundred thousand dollars. So we scale and we spend money like it is legitimately ours. So we don't just like, eh, they gave us a million dollars, and you know we've had we've had uh, situations like that where a client's like, hey. Here's two million dollars. Do whatever you know, and uh, obviously, the to keep a long-term relationship like that, where someone's going to entrust that type of revenue with you, you want to give them amazing results. Again, that's that's one thing that I've seen is like, man, if you can give results, uh, you can make people money, you can help them out, achieve their co- their goals, then it definitely makes the relationship a lot easier. But but is it really relative? If you're talking about putting a thousand dollars into something a month, then a hundred thousand is it really relative? Or once you start throwing bigger money, you know, just bigger amounts yeah. of money at it. Well, I mean, it, it, so so this is what I can say. At at this point in in the game, we know uh, very early, like after we've spent five thousand dollars, we kind of know the. Tri- trajectory of where things are going to go and what's going to happen, what type of results we could, you know, you know, normally expect in, in a given situation. Of course, you know, you got something crazy like Corona or something like that drop into the middle of a situation that can slow things down. But uh, on an average situ- situation, we know that if we have a funnel, we've got a product, we've got a service, after we spend $5,000, we get feedback and results, we know, okay, um, this is our result at $5,000. At $50,000, we can expect these results. At $150,000, we would expect these results. And so so we kind of know that from experience. But I have to tell you, when we first got started, and uh, so this is, this is what I see. Looking back when I first got started, there, um, you, most people don't have the guts to invest um, during that testing phase because they will, you know, you spend $5,000 and you get, you know, like a a 5% return. 
on your money uh, or you break even or you lose a little bit of money. People will be like, it's not going to work. You know, it's over. But we've we've learned that you have to invest a certain amount of money before you can really expect solid results back. So it's about optimizing, fine tuning. So a lot of times if if we spend five thousand dollars and we break even or we lose a little, make a little, we know through optimizing, tweaking and changing things that we can legitimately make millions of dollars from that particular funnel. Wow. So wow, that's amazing. Um, so what would uh, do you guys still work on campaigns at a smaller level or is it now like all right this is our minimum we're you know yeah yeah so we 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 do have different tiers of entry point with clients uh you know it's we're we're not an agency that hey yeah um five hundred dollars a month and we can get going it's really uh our time and our team and stuff like that is uh more expensive than that but you know typically I, I tell the people tell people you know if you you got a few thousand dollars um, a month to work with on a marketing budget you know there's a possibility that we might be able to do something uh, for us all of our agreements are performance based and that's important for people to understand in hiring an agency working with marketers because I've seen horror stories where people, they get locked in and they're spending, you know, $5,000 a month plus ads, um, having an agency work for them and they're locked into a six month contract and they've got a, an agency that is getting dismal results and they're unhappy about it, but they're locked into this six month agreement, you know, like they're held prison to this agency. So we've always felt like, you know, the most ethical way to do things like this is we do a, a month to month basis. And, uh, you know, if, if we're not getting results, just tell us to hit the road. Uh, but then in addition to that, we do share in the, uh, the profits. So we do have a, a stake. If we generate profits, we get a percentage of the profits too. And most people, they really respect that. They're like, okay, you know, especially like we've, I've had clients that we work with that they've again been stuck with an agency for a year, haven't made any money. And then we come in and say, Hey, you know, we'll do it. This is our rates and um, we're month to month. And uh, we want 30% of profits. We want 40% of the profits, you know, uh, whatever it might be. And some people might, might be like, Whoa, you know, that's steep. But if they're not making any money and you're saying, <laughs> Hey, I want 30% of the profits. They're like, okay, He's talking my language now. He's talking profits. You know, I haven't made money all year, but he's wanting a percentage of profits so they have nothing to lose really. It's a it's a opportunity for them to win. And if for us, our money, our big money is made in profits that we generate for our clients. Wow. So uh, can you disclose what are some of your biggest successful campaigns and what kind of business that you guys had a profit share of that was just Yeah. Yeah, sure. So um some of our biggest uh, campaigns have been um, digital courses for clients, you know, whether it's an entrepreneur like Ty Lopez, Grant Cardone, Bob Proctor, just throwing names out. Don't want to give the specifics of yeah. you know, what we generated for them. But, you know, we've, we've had clients that, uh, number one, we launch a course for them where we build it out, we make it for them, and put everything together and launch it brand new. And, uh, 
it make five, six million dollars in a few months. Wow. That's so phenomenal. We've, had that. we've had people that have had courses that uh, really wasn't making any money, just kind of plateaued, went went stale, that stopped making money. And we take it on. And first month, again, they've gone a year not making money in any of their course in their course, just very minimal sales. And then we jump in and put our, our touch on it, change some things, tweak some things. And uh, first, second month into it, we're making $500,000 a month on it. And uh, so it is, you know, it has to be a good offer, has to be a good product. Um, a lot of people have great ideas. For me, it, it is always easier. If someone comes to you and they say, hey, I've got this product, I've got this course, and I've made $20,000 on it. I made $50,000 on it, but I, I don't know how to scale it. Uh, for us, we're like, okay, this is exciting because they've had, they've made money on it. But if a person comes to us and says, I have this idea, I have this concept, and I say, how much money have you made on it so far? Oh, nothing. I haven't, haven't launched it yet, haven't done it. Then the risk is really on our shoulders at that point to deliver something. Um, so a lot of times we have different agreements for something like that, that it's okay. Well, we have, you don't even know if it's going to work. Everybody, when they come to you, they have the next billion dollar idea. Of course. Like, oh, it's going to make billions of dollars. And um, that's not always the case. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so it seems as digital courses, your sweet spot of, you know, selling yeah, the product. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Digital courses. But again, um, within our various departments of our agency, like for me, when people come to me for consulting advice, it is really based around uh, digital courses. You know, so I do a lot of coaching programs around digital courses, how to build out digital courses, also how to, like I've got a coaching program called From Rockstar to Revenue, teaching people how to build their social media influence and then monetize it. So I have that. Uh, but I, I've ran ads for car dealerships, mom and pop restaurants, insurance companies, realtors. Within our company, we are running ca um, campaigns and ads for you know just about any type of business, roofers, uh, in, in ice cream shops. So so yeah, we've we've worked with just about anybody. Wow. And where are most of the sales happening? Uh, what platform is there? I mean, obviously you're probably doing every platform, but where is the most of the sales today coming from? Yeah, so um, Facebook, we love Facebook, um, running ads, Facebook and Instagram, you know, kind of um, say those are the same platforms, Instagram and Facebook is the same ad manager. Uh, but we also do YouTube, um, YouTube ads and uh, TikTok has becoming, you know, like we've got one client that, you know, he's doing, I don't know, fifty, sixty thousand dollars a month in revenue from TikTok. How? So, I mean, those videos are like two seconds with yeah, ten-year-olds yeah. dancing. How the hell do you make yeah, money on it, that? It's, it's just well, when you have a product that will sell to high school and college-age people, then it's. Um, like for example, his his course is teaching people how to pass a uh, a high level college exam, and it goes for like five thousand dollars. And you know you've got kids on TikTok that they want to pass 
that you know college exam and this is a a special training to help them pass it then it's it's uh doesn't matter if where there's eyeballs there's opportunity to make money gotcha now now i, I recently saw that target like was the first big chain store big box store to go on instagram and sell directly from the post you know yeah. where you click on why is it taking this long? They've if they've they've had that feature for a couple of years. Where you can yeah, go. yeah. It's, What's the deal uh, with that? Here, here's the one thing that I've realized about some of the biggest companies is they know nothing about marketing. <laughs> it, it really is. There's uh, when it, especially when it comes to social media marketing, internet marketing. A lot of big companies like I did a study one time where I just went through all kinds of big companies and looked at their websites, looked at the ads that they were running and it was done in a horrible way. It, absolutely. I have, I have had fortune 500 companies reach out to me and hire our agency to replace a, you know, like a Harvard graduate internet marketer that you know was running their their marketing campaigns uh the thing about internet marketing is it's not something you just go to college you get a degree and you come out and you're like okay i'm an internet marketer but you are learning this every day every week it's continual education and a degree or going through a course or some type of training will never replace uh pure experience i think that goes with any type of career any type of business experience can never be replaced by you know a just a formal education absolutely i agree completely so how have your goals changed because 10 years ago you couldn't imagine being in the position you're in now so yeah, now, yeah. now how is your goal what is your your big goal now at this yeah, point so, so um that's a good question and i think every entrepreneur can probably relate to this there comes a transition in your business in your mind your focus where it's not just about making income uh but it's about making an impact and granted there was years um where it was just man i need to make money i need to get the bills paid i want to make as much money as possible and then once you have systems in place where you've got, you're making money, then the lure or, you know, drive to just make more money isn't as pressing. So it's about making an impact and helping people. And so uh, even, even like two, three years ago, I wasn't doing much when it came to my own courses, my own training, my own coaching. I was doing everybody else's coaching programs and, and running ads for them and helping them. But uh, probably about three years ago, I had a friend of mine, he said, Paul, man, you need to do a course. And I'm like, ah, I don't want to be one of those course guys. You know, I know all these people doing courses and stuff. And he said, everybody always comes to you and they're asking you, how do you do this? How do you do this? And, you know, instead of you getting on the phone and talking to them for an hour for free, why don't you make a course and uh, you know, sell it. And so it was one of those things where I realized, okay, I am already teaching people. I'm already coaching people. It was in some aspects starting to consume my time and building a course, 
could actually help people. Like, um, where where is it? I don't I, here in my office. Okay, here it is. Um, like, I just released a book. Um, I started putting this together in August or September of last year. It's 27 online side hustles. And why I did this is I have people come to me and they're like, hey, Paul, can you teach me how to do what you do? And I'm like, yeah, you got a couple of years. You want to sit down and we'll talk about this because it is, you know, it isn't something you just, you know, five minutes. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but I realized when they were asking me that, that they were saying, hey, Paul, can you teach me how I can generate a revenue online? I can work from home. I can have freedom to just, you know, my phone and laptop and Internet access and I can make money. So I in August or September last year, I started interviewing and talking to people that were doing real legitimate things besides what I do running a large agency. I interviewed people and so it's a mixture between my own personal experience and interviews with people on how you can legitimately make money online. Not these cheesy, you know, do 5,000 surveys and make $5, not stuff like that, but how you can legitimately make money online. And so I put that together and it's, for me, it has been, it's a cool feeling to get messages from people like, hey man, I got your book and I made $50. That's beautiful. You know, you know what I mean? It's fifty dollars. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it's, it's money. money. Yeah, and so if I can teach someone how to make fifty dollars, they can take those tools and those principles, and they can make five thousand dollars. Absolutely. So, so give me something from the book. I want to okay. know one. It's a pandemic, right? Everybody's generally broke except for the free money coming into into their account from the government. Yeah, so if yeah. you had to pick one kind of simple side hustle that everyone is pretty much capable of doing. Yeah. What's yeah. one that you could just. Okay. Okay. So this is chapter nine is online user testing, online user testing. So what this is, there are several websites that you can go simply set up an account and you take a very basic test. I mean, like a 10 year old could pass this test and you just answer simple questions. And then once you have an account set up, they will uh, put, uh, put projects in front of you where companies, they will want people to give feedback about their websites or about their apps. So you'll log in and you'll have your microphone on, your camera on, and they they give you a project. It takes you about 20 minutes, 30 minutes at the most. And they'll say, go to this website. You go to that website and they'll say, what are the hours of business about this website? And then you'll say, okay, I'm clicking through the website <laughs> and I'm looking at info, info, okay, the hours of business are Monday through Friday, nine to nine, and, and you're just giving feedback. And then you click next, and then it'll say, uh, what are the three specialties of this business? And then you're like, okay, I'm looking under, and you just give your what you're thinking, what you're seeing, your feedback. At the end of it, you know, you might do 20 questions or whatever you give a little feedback hey what do you think you should they should do to improve this website what's your own personal opinion blah 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 you talk for a minute or two about that finished and when you're done pa-ching 20 30 dollars to your paypal account wow 
I mean, that's, I mean, that's easy money. It's easy money. Easy oh, money. God. Yeah, yeah. So when I when I first heard about that, I was like, no way. It can't be that easy. So I set up an account and I did it. And it was so exciting to me when I got as silly as this account. It was exciting to me because I know that uh, $20 to $30 for a person that is struggling in this time, it is $20, a day can really, really help them out. No, that's amazing. Um, so along with these side hustles and all these online ways to generate income, there's a lot of scams out there, like tons yeah. of scams. So tell us maybe the number one scam that most people are naive to because you've had a, you probably encountered it yourself in your hustle. Yeah. Uh, so which is the yeah. one that you could really you know, bring light to so nobody gets in, you know, scammed, which is the one to really warn people of uh, that, in your opinion? Uh, okay. Yeah. So the, the, well, honestly, within the digital marketing space, there's a lot of unfortunate scams. There's people that are selling courses that they've never done before. There's people that are selling products that they haven't, uh, you know, they've never tested. So for me, some some of the biggest scams are simply people that are uh, saying they've done something that they haven't done, and it's easy to sell. It's like, man, I could I could put together a course about, you know, how to sell bottles or something like that. But if I haven't ever sold a bottle, then who am I to do it? So, you know, one of the things that you want to watch out for is people that are selling courses and selling training where they have no experience in it, you know, or they, I see this, it's like, um, you get one guy that made $500 on Amazon and now he's going to sell an Amazon course. You know what I mean? Right. So, gotcha. All these experts. Yeah. Yeah. The experts, the experts. Yeah. So you definitely want to, uh, get people that have the experience that have the background and um, for that matter have the testimonials that would support what they're actually selling you know like the old saying says you want to get find people that have corn in their crib you know what I mean <laughs> right gotcha. so uh, people people are selling things that they don't have uh, experience doing and and that can really be damaging to people because you know they're sold this hope this dream and you know it's just people the only thing that they're making money on is not what they're selling the course about but they're making the money on the course gotcha yeah yeah that's kind of sleazy but yeah yeah it, it, it happens so that was kind of like one of the things that i uh when i first got into courses is i didn't because i i can give you an example i remember sitting at a um at a conference one time and this guy was introduced. He's like, he is the number one expert in Facebook marketing. He's spending blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, he is the guru of gurus, blah, 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 blah. And you know, he's the Facebook ads expert. And this guy comes up and I'm sitting there um, and I'm just shaking my head because I'm the one that runs all his ads. <laughs> and he knows nothing about <laughs> Facebook marketing. And so, so I remember it, it being like, are you kidding me? This guy knows nothing about Facebook ads, but he had somehow 
presented this image that he did. And, and granted, there's sometimes that people that they were, they were the expert at one time, and but now they're not doing it themselves. And so, you know, that's, that's one thing about any course that I do or any thing that I sell. It's like, you know, I can teach you about Facebook ads because I do it every day. You know, I can teach you about funnels because I do it every day. It's not something that I just, you know, I'm, I'm legitimately doing this every day. Wow. Um, so I'm curious, as an entrepreneur, we're, we're futurists, right? We're not always looking to, for that now hustle. We're always yeah. like, what are we going to do? What's our next project, our next venture? So yeah. how has the pandemic shifted your way of thinking in business going forward? Because as we know, business is going to be different. It, nothing will ever be the same, and we have to adjust to that. So yeah. how are you adjusting to that, and what are some tweaks in your business uh, based on this pandemic? Well, so he, here's here's a couple things. Is um, you know I know a lot of guys that they and, and maybe this is true for them. They're like, oh yeah, during this pandemic, oh man, I've been crushing it and stuff like that. Um, but if they haven't felt a sense of okay, I need to change some things, I need to adapt some things, uh, then they're just blind or ignorant. I don't know. So having an agency where we have a lot of different clients we saw where some clients their stuff it stopped you know and again we're, we are performance based and we get a, a share of the profit and everything like that so we were affected by that but then we saw other clients where their stuff just went shoom, you know because of the product the service that they were offering became more relevant or you know more people online so there were uh changes so it's kind of one of those things where it, it for us it balanced out but there were divisions of our company that stopped you know when we're doing marketing for uh restaurants and you know local businesses uh gyms that's that stopped so so you definitely every business has to have a an online presence in one way or another a way to connect with your clients your customers um because we see i mean if if you told us a year ago that we would be quarantined to our houses not able to leave no way i mean it's no way that's crazy and so every business that is dependent upon foot traffic to come to them there has to be a wake-up that says i i need a way to connect with my clients my customers online anywhere anytime so uh, i give you i give you an example one of our clients is a restaurant that again like every other restaurant they saw a, a halt in their business but we were able to adapt and you know transition where we set up ads advertising the delivery and pickup of their their food and so that helped kind of like mitigate the loss here by really pushing the um, delivery and 
takeout of that restaurant. So, and, and now um, down here in South Florida, restaurants are starting to back open back up and stuff. The restaurant has told us we're not going to stop that. We're going to keep doing that. And now moving forward, they may do better. So now we already know brick and mortar. I mean, it's closed today. It's going to yeah. be limited opening tomorrow and yeah. going forward. Uh, a lot of guys are going to close, not guys, a lot of companies are going to close down completely because they've, they've already had some online presence and some sales, and now they yeah. can convert their investing in ads online and less on real estate and brick and mortar. So what do you think is going to happen if everyone is really going hardcore online? Yeah. What, I mean, something's going to happen. Something is going to, it's going to be a debacle somewhere. Where yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, what, what it does is it makes marketers, puts the pressure on marketers that they have to be better. And, and that's the, the whole premise of marketing is that you have to differentiate yourself in one way or another. You have to be a, uh, somehow stand out you have to be able to get attention when it, you know when you got a thousand people trying to get the same attention you have to do something that will differentiate yourself from the other thousand people so so that's what it does it puts the pressure on marketers to be better so you have to have better ads you have to have better funnels you have to have better systems in place um, you, you have to have things optimized because there's going to be yeah more people jumping into this. There's going to be more competition and you just got to be better. Uh, to some people, they should be nervous about it. Other people, they should be like, okay, this is going to give me an opportunity to really push things. But it's that's the, the wave of marketing. This It goes through this, you know, every two or three years where something changes rates in advertising go up and so you have to do something to make yourself better uh so with every business person you gotta always you know always be making yourself better so on this show uh, evan the biz obviously i'm an entrepreneur um i have a lot of different businesses and i like to talk to people like you and have a story a backstory to your success um and i also like to bring the audience into my life and my businesses. So I'm just going to throw something at you and get your thoughts. I don't need okay. any secret sauce. But okay. I'm almost presenting it like how would your company deal with it and yeah. maybe even get involved. Yeah. So yeah. I'm investing in a company that's manufacturing an electrostatic sprayer. Okay. Now, this is the magic bullet for disinfecting all commercial facilities. Wow. Before the pandemic, there were only two manufacturers. Mm-hmm. When the pandemic hit, they basically had no stock because it was a very niche machine. Yeah. yeah. I found a company that's making these sprayers in the U.S. Right yeah. now, they're the only one that can manufacture. Yeah. So essentially, it's such a monstrous, uh, the highest demand s- machine sprayer in this whole country yeah. with the l- no supply. Yeah, they're yeah. all all the, the two big manufacturers. They can't get them for months, maybe a year in full supply. Yeah. So yeah. how would you go about such a product? Now, this is a this is like a two thousand dollar machine. Yeah, but it can take care of, you know, 40,000 square feet in a few hours. It's yeah. that it has a high impact. So how do you take a magic bullet 
like this electrostatic sprayer and bring it to market. Because um, we're trying to figure out, you know, it is a magic bullet, but it's so needed. It's a high ticket item. Yeah. What's the best way to go about something like this? Oh, uh, it, it, well, obviously there's going to be certain businesses that would obviously want this. Like, for example, one that I think of is a gym. You know, you every gym needs to be one of those because th this is what a product like that is going to do is is you try to make that as the um everybody should have one of these and uh then people so so what i would do is i would say uh like this is the, this is the gold standard of sanitizing disinfecting your business and it helps get your customer confidence up you know if they know that you're using this on a daily basis then it, they're going to feel safer so that's how how i would present it um and but you get it that's exactly it so yeah. now they're trying to figure out how do we get it to everybody because everybody yeah. needs it there's 80 billion square feet of commercial facilities in this country yeah. that need it and yeah. maybe 0.001% have one of these yeah yeah it's crazy yes. I, I would I would try to focus on initially a certain niche, um, whether it's gyms or restaurants or something like that, theaters where there are um, high traffic and you know a lot of uh, people like that. And then once once you have here's here's the thing, is when gym number one has it, gym number two will have to get it. Right. You know what I mean because. Right. You just kind of like, hey, um, the the gym over there, they're using it. And you can even put like little stickers that show, hey, this business has been disinfected with this machine. Wow. So, it's funny how you get it so quick. You don't even know the business and <laughs> you get yeah, it completely. That's, yeah, yeah. That's that's. Uh, but here, here's here's the thing is stuff like this is cyclical where okay everybody's talking about corona they're afraid of it and everything but um six months down the road when there's a vaccine and everything like that everybody's going to be sneezing on each other and it's going to be you know so there has to be a a conscious education of people and um that's that is the challenge about a product that is um, i don't want to say that it's um fear-based uh but you have to take a product like that and normalize it as if it's it's just as normal as using hand sanitizers. Right. You and I growing up, I don't know how old you are, but I'm just saying for me, when I was a kid, nobody had hand hand sanitizer. Nobody had hand sanitizer. I mean, as kids, we were walking around licking floors. And <laughs> That's right. Is it, it, it wasn't there was no germs didn't exist. Right, right. You know what I mean? So we we did we did whatever. Uh walk walk into the, the gas station barefoot. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I mean that's that's just we were crazy back then. But uh but I remember when hand sanitizer first came out, it was like these people are weird. Right. You know what I mean? What like, do you need that for? Yeah, why do you need hand sanitizer? You know, it's like a bunch of germaphobes and you know people that used hand sanitizer were you know just like they were radical or something like that and now it's like 
Uh, you don't use hand sanitizer? <laughs> you disgusting pig, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Walking cesspool. Yeah, yeah. So that's so funny. You have to normalize a product like that, and and this very the the pandemic could normalize a lot of things. Right. You know? Yeah. Obviously, yeah. like masks is going to be that. It's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look over in Asia, countries like that. They've been wearing masks for years. For years. It's completely normal there. Right. So, yeah. Right. So one last question, because what I like about you also is not only that, you know, you're knowledgeable and you have a great business, but you I'm also good looking too. Well, you know, I, I don't <laughs> go that way right now. Maybe after the <laughs> pandemic is over. <laughs> no, but you have like a brand. You have like a look. What, what made you think about or you know, getting the bow tie together, the suit. When did that all, have you been born with this suit on? Like you were, gave birth to So here's the, here's the funny thing is this was not, this was not a brand decision. That's you. Was, this was me. Yeah. So uh, the, the first time, first of all, growing up as a, a kid, I was 10 years old and I knew how to program computers. Wow. That, you know, so, I was always nerdy, you know, and, and that loved science and math and stuff. So stereotypical nerd. Um, and, but back then nerd, nerd wasn't cool. It was like, you know, that was, that was uh, but you know, I wore glasses and um, in business, I always wore a suit, used to wear a regular tie. And my friends used to joke around like, oh man, you know, all you need is a pair of, uh, suspenders and a bow tie and you got the nerd look going and so I, I didn't adopt the suspenders but I grabbed I wore a bow tie um, it was like the week after someone had joked around about saying that I wore it and all of them were like yeah it actually looks cool it looks cool and for some reason I thought I, I don't remember what it was but we got a good business deal or something like that and I was like man maybe the bow tie brought me good luck That's you know right. And so I stuck with the bow tie and, um, you know, the whole Marvel comic books and everything like that. That's, that's legit. That's, that's real. You know, I, I have comic books here in my office. And I believe it. I see all the, the paraphernalia. Yeah. yeah my, my posters are signed by all the actors and, um, Stan Lee and stuff. Wow. So I mean, that's just, that really is, um, the, the nerd. And so, uh, so it just kind of, it, it was, it evolved from, you know, that's who I was and I was an internet marketer. And, um, so yeah, it, it just kind of evolved. That's who I, who I was and I embraced it and doubled down on, okay, I'm, I'm a nerd and, and it's done well, I guess. <laughs> Obviously it, it pays off to be a nerd. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's been a I, shift. I I always tell people a nerd today is your boss tomorrow. Absolutely. <laughs> That's true. So, yeah, don't don't push that nerd. Don't don't bully him because he's could, could be nerd. your boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, man, so yeah, uh, Paul, it's been great uh, chatting with you, man. Bye, we appreciate you. your time. Um, you know, you're doing great things. You have some great inspirational messages on your, you know, on your social media. Um <laughs> And we, you know, we appreciate you. That's why, you know, we wanted to talk to you, you know. Uh, Thanks a lot, Evan. Well, you're doing some cool stuff, too. I saw some of your interviews and what you're doing. So I wish you much success. Thank you. Thank you. And I hope we can do some things together, man. You're a great uh, entrepreneur. I'd love to 
to get uh, my hands dirty with and get into something. Absolutely, absolutely. Sounds great, man. We we'll definitely have to chat about it. Excellent. Uh, so we'll keep in touch. And uh, again, thank you, Paul. Get it. It's at Paul and get his new book, 27. What is it? Side hustles? Side hustles. Yes, yes. That's beautiful, man. All right. Good luck with that. All right. Thanks All right. a lot, bro. See you, Have Paul. You.